Let me ask you a favor. Think, if you can, what Anchorage was like 60 years ago. You've heard that the only two roads paved downtown were the fourth and fifth, which is true. <clears throat> and then we get our mail at the post office, which is in the federal building there on fourth and F. And that was nice. It gave you a feeling of a small community. You'd meet somebody usually in the morning that, that you either knew or, or had a nodding acquaintance with. And it was really quite nice. Down where the museum now is uh, was a baseball park. It sat about 200 people, I'd say. Adelaide Stevenson came up here running against Ike. And I remember sitting there, and I think Vic said he was there too. And Adelaide said, uh, what is this word I keep hearing? Outside. <laughs> Do you think you people are inside something? <laughs> and a matter, <clears throat> a matter of fact, I sat there and I had a warm feeling. Yeah, that's right, that's what I felt. I was in this great, big, wonderful land not physically connected to the US. And I could do, maybe it was me, I think it was most of the last ones, I could do anything I wanted. Of course, statehood was the thing we were looking for at that point. But a couple years later, at Swanson River down on the Kenai, we, the state, I'm sorry, it wasn't a state yet, uh, we found the first commercial oil in Alaska. That was a big, big deal. And this town was just swarmed with oil people. Most of them were landmen because you have to have land in order to drill. But there were a lot of companies, new companies. Actually, Exxon and BP came up for the first time. And I suckered in too, and I got bit by the bug, and I leased to, in the first year, 20 million acres of federal land were leased down the chain, of course, Cook Inlet, Copper River. And then, of course, a couple of years later, a year and a half later, we had statehood. So at that point, us little guys, us people that came up for whatever reason, we became important as, as far as politics was concerned. We finally could vote, could vote for our president and elect two senators and one congressperson. 1964, Martha and I <clears throat> bought a, had bought and lived in a shack at the end of the park strip, looking overlooking the water. And I say a shack because it was a shack. Uh, at, at night in the wintertime, the inside of our bedroom would freeze. And our two kids lived up in the attic. Uh, and I was putting my skis on the car down in Alaska when the earth started to shake. Martha was in the house, and the kids were up in the loft. So she put her hands out of the both the walls and stood there hoping that she wouldn't have to catch one of the kids. 
She stood there for five, five minutes, as you know. My oldest daughter, Sarah, went to school at Inlet View and told her classmates and her teacher that her mom held up the house. <laughs> the other tragic during the earthquake was that Fourth Avenue, the north side, that Bob Hope had called the longest bar in the world, it went down, <laughs> which was a tragedy. Fast forward to 72. By that time, we had discovered the two largest oil fields in North America. The natives had finally been given the land that they had deserved. And the oil guys were ready now to start construction. So I remember vaguely standing in my living room, looking out at the at uh, Westchester Lagoon, where I still live, and I was maligning some politician, probably Mike Gravel, <laughs> because he was one of my clients when I was practicing. And Martha and my brother, who was counsel for the railroad at the time, they both simultaneously, I think, said, Jack, we're tired of you maligning politicians. If you think you can make it better or different, why don't you run for office? Well, it just so happened that the chairman of the borough, John Ash, Ashland, uh, hmm, um, had decided not to run. So 11 of us, all guys, decided to run and put our names in. Well, Martha and I knew that we were going to have to do some television spots, so we hired a television guy. And I think you'll hear Lainey Fleischer later uh, after me, I think. And I, I'm sure we took a, a shot of her trails, and I was in favor of that kind of thing. So Martha and I started to go door to door. And Martha loved to tell this story. She'd knock on the door, and the person would come, and they'd say, oh, we're going to vote for your husband. And Martha, being a better politician than me, she was on the school board and the chairman of it, she would say, why? <laughs> <clears throat> and they'd say, oh, the dog. The dog? Oh, yeah, the dog on TV. Well, this phot photographer of ours told us he had another 100 feet of uh, film, so why don't we get out, the four of us get out there and play badminton, which we did. And as the shuttlecock would come over, our little black and white dog, Jamie, sitting there, would look at it back and forth, wagging his tail. Was... So without our knowledge, the people who took care of animals up here uh, all told their friends and probably wrote letters saying, well, we don't know if this guy Roderick is going to be a good mayor, but at any rate, he's a good guy, and he, he, he likes animals, particularly dogs. <laughs> of the 11 people who ran, I came out number one, but like a couple of weeks ago, we had a runoff, and I beat a guy whose name, I'm sorry, I've forgotten. Uh, <laughs> No, really, really. I wrote it down. 
Uh, he was a former city manager, and I, I came out in top. So maybe to end this before the guys throw me out of here, um, imagine, if you will, what you'd like Anchorage to be like 60 years from now. As Vic said, you could do it. You could make the difference. Participate. And this is a great municipality. I must say, when we voted to merge the city and the borough, the voters were asked, what do you want to call it? City, borough, or municipality? And they overwhelmingly said municipality. They too were f tired of the political infighting. Thank you. <laughs>